Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Final Cut Podcast. I'm here being yelled I'm at. Here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here being yelled at because she's mad at my chair. You always are sitting in a creaky chair. Um, well, maybe we need to buy some better chairs. Some non-loud sounding. You just chairs. need to stop wiggling your butt. I like wiggling my butt. But I'm Grubby, and I'm here along with Stacy. Oh, now you're shaking the table. <laughs> you're the one complaining about me shaking my butt in my chair, and you're shaking the table. But this week's episode, we got the new Blumhouse film that we overslept at Sundance for. It's called Don't Let Go. We're going to talk a little bit about Parasite, because we just got done watching it. I, I think it's one of my favorite movies of the year. Definitely, it's the definitely best top made ten. film of the year. Top ten? Top five? Top three. Top three? So you're going to... I know, you're going to go book smart. Parasite, and then what else? No. No? <laughs> Was Booksmart this year? Oh, it's the end of the year already. No, it's not even I'm the end sorry. of the year. September. It's fall. September is the biggest month of the year for us. It's fall festival season, and we leave for Toronto on Friday. <laughs> I'm excited, because we're going to see Guns Akimbo, we're going to see Synchronic, we're going to see... A, the Color of Out of Space, the new Nicolas Cage movie. Unfortunately, we didn't get tickets to Knives Out. Or The Lighthouse. Yes. Or jo- we didn't get tickets for Jojo Rabbit either. Those are the three you wanted tickets for the worst. The most. The, the best. W- the worst. <laughs> the worst. So, of course, there was none. Yeah, but I was in that waiting room for the Knives Out tickets, and I was, like, in a line, and then I... What happened was it it said like, hey, we're hold on, we're you're in line behind like two hundred people, but like it went down like pretty quickly, and then like a couple minutes later, I was in the room, and no tickets were to be found. So, hopefully tomorrow when tickets are on sale for the general public, we'll get them, pick them up, and hopefully we'll get to talk about Knives Out and the Lighthouse at least next week. So. But this week, let's just jump into this news and notes and news and trailers and whatnot. So, the first bit of news. Andy Muschietti talks about a possible super cut of It Chapter 1 and It Chapter 2 being combined together with new footage. Because and... it's doing so bad? Is that why? No. Because... <laughs> no, but he's going to blend them together because it's going to reflect more of the novel. And it's got a runtime of 390 minutes. No. That's way too long. Can you sit in the theater for almost seven hours? Like, like what's Well, that? we do that anyway when That's, we go to movie Yeah, fest. but, like, continuously. <laughs> I, least, if, if I was, like, a crazy fan of it, sure, but... But with the way that the, the, the reviews have been coming out for... The second, the second one. So when the when the trailer was released, it looked like it was going to be great. Like the trailer is amazing. They have the scene from the book that did so well, and from the original. And but, but then were, but now was, that people are actually seeing it, the reviews are bad. 
Well, I mean, there's no, like, official score yet, but, like, a lot of yeah, people have been saying that... It's Bill, not scary. Bill Hader is the best part of it. Yeah. And then, like, he wants to combine this and have it mo- reflect more of the novel. Do you think if, if he is able to do that... Then it would be more successful, yes. Just It's just going to be a 400-minute movie. <laughs> yeah, I would not be able to do that all at once. But I guess uh, I was also listening to a few other things and reading some notes on uh, some other interviews that he's doing the Flash movie next. But that movie has been, like, through the trenches with directors. Because they'll be like, yeah, we're going to do this movie. And then all of a sudden, nah, I got something better to do. So after this, Andy Muschietti is technically signed on to do The Flash. So, like, I don't even know who The Flash is, really, honestly. I know they had a, a documentary for it at Fantastic Fest last year, but didn't really get into it. I like this next bit of news. Composer Colin Stetson, who did the score for Hereditary and Arrival, is doing the score for Color Out of Shape. Yes. Or, I'm sorry, did I say shape? I meant Color Out of Space. <laughs> My bad. It's late, and I'm kind of tired. <laughs> I'm old. I worked a lot this week. 35 is not that old. Come on. But, uh, I think we also talked about this previously is that uh, the Spectre Vision is going to be on it for production mm-hmm. as well with Elijah Wood. And they also worked on Mandy. Great things. Uh, and uh, Daniel Isn't Real, right? Yeah, they were on that mm-hmm. too. So I, I look forward to that. And then I think I sent you this next bit about uh, a documentary coming out called Wrinkles the Clown. Yeah, it sounds really good. And that was by the same people that did the... Um, other documentary. Welcome to Leith. Yeah, the one that about, did great. Yeah, uh, Welcome to Leith was about... Uh, I feel like the, everybody watched that. Yeah, I mean, it was a really good documentary, and it was about the Nazis that came to, like, this small town. I think it was, like, population of 24 people, and they tried to just basically overrun the town and have it be, like, a big, like, Nazi revival town or something like that, and... All the people were, like, not having it, and they kicked him out. <laughs> but Michael Beach Nichols is the director of this, and it's going to have a theatrical run of our October 4th through Magnet. So, but... Um, Aren't you going to tell him what it's about? That's that's just what I was about to get into. Um, it's basically what this is about, is parents can hire a clown to scare their misbehaving children parents did do this <laughs> yes but i'm just saying like wrinkles the clown should be booked consistently because <laughs> there's a lot of kids out there that misbehave especially when i'm at work in the grocery stores <laughs> see a lot of kids screaming and getting in my way well was that is that what it's saying that it was is it was a form of punishment or was it just like a form of entertainment for the parents to scare their kids it, as a parent what and if you had a misbehaving child, like, wouldn't you kind of get, like, a kick out of it seeing your kid? Is that what it says for misbehaving children? Yeah, for misbe- oh, okay. it's for misbehaving children. So, like, so, yeah, it was, like, to scare them into per- behaving. Do you think the parents, like, get it? Well, I, I'm sure the documentary will show you, like, parents getting, uh, like, a kick out of it, maybe. But, like, just, just that footage of the children being scared, like, I'm looking forward to that. It's supposed to premiere at Fantastic Fest as when well. When did that take place? Does it say? Uh, I think it's been over the past, like, 
couple years. Oh, this is a recent Yeah, thing. this is... This, this wasn't, is, like, back in the day. No, no, no. This is, like, oh. modern day. Interesting. So that, that's something I really look forward to. But October 4th, it comes out, so hopefully it'll be on, like, streaming. Uh, like, like an Amazon Prime or something like that. So IFC Night, Midnight has picked up the North American rights to the film Knives and Skin from director Jennifer Reeder. Uh, it's going to have a VOD release date for December. And the synopsis is the story follows an investigation of young girls and their disappearance in a ruled Midwest town. And it's like the investigation is being taken over by like these inexperienced police officers, which is pretty much like everyday news. I'm just being shown some news that we have an ice pit on your grave poster and it's Demi Moore's butt. (laughs) I told you. Anyways, but uh, young girls go missing and some experienced local policemen are taking over the case. And the the fear of this just kind of like ripples throughout the town. And it, like it, it, it's going to build and destroy some relationships in within like all the all the relationships in town. And it's being described as a coming of age feminist noir. And I kind of heard it's a musical because there's like seven songs in it or something. Hmm. Seven, seven, what do you want to call it? Songs. Just seven songs? Seven musical notes? Sing-alongs. Sing-alongs. <laughs> no. Well, Best are people singing? I, I, I haven't seen it, but that's, I, I, I listened to uh, another podcast and they were talking about how like, it was kind of like a musical, kind of like. The Lion King? Better. Better than the Lion King because that Lion King remake sucked. No, the musical, the Lion King. No, kind of like uh, and in the apocalypse, I guess. I love that movie. I still listen to that soundtrack pretty much once a week, even though it's like ninety <laughs> <Not> degrees <Christmas>. outside. <laughs> but yeah, that's gonna come out in December. Next up, A twenty four's In Fabric gets a one day release on September eighteenth. You saw that? Where'd you see that? I saw it at Fantastic Fest. Yeah. That's the Giallo style killer dress movie. It's gonna. There's a website called arthouseconvergence.org, and you can look up the nearest art house theater that's gonna be playing this movie. Other than that, it's not gonna come out till December sixth. So you can watch it while I'm gone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is. Isa Lopez teases a new movie, and it's a Western werewolf movie. Ooh. Even better news, Del Toro is probably going to be the producer on it. Yes. So, that, that, I'm, I'm pretty intrigued by this, because obviously tigers are not afraid. Hopefully you guys went and saw that if you had the chance to. We talked about it, we talked about it a lot, we talked about it after we saw it, and then we talked about it again in our last, was it our last episode? Yeah, because it, it, it started playing in, like, New York and L.A., and then it's... That movie is amazing. It started expanding. I think the website is, what, tigersarenotafraid.com or something like that? Yeah. You can go and look up uh, showtimes for, like, what city it's playing in and whatnot. I think Chicago is actually getting it, like, the 19th or something of September. Because, remember, I tweeted and asked when we could get another showing of it, and they said that they're working on it. And they better work on it harder. I think it's going to be at the music box too, so even better. 
but yeah, there's a whole listing of cities on there. So look forward to that. Go watch it. it it's one of our favorites from 2018. Uh, we got a couple more left. Uh, Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton are teaming up for a body swapping horror thriller. <laughs> So this is Freaky Friday, isn't it? Finn's Spawn is huge. I know. I mean, do you remember how big and like scary he was in Brawl and Cell Block 99? I remember how big and scary he was here at Notre Dame game. What? In real life. What? <laughs> He's he was a Notre, Notre Dame, Dame fan. Game? Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. But uh, yeah, um, him and Catherine Newton, uh, this is actually Chris Landon's new movie. The guy that directed Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You. Oh. So... The plot of it is a young girl suddenly body swaps with a serial killer and she has 24 hours to reverse it or she's stuck in his body forever. So just imagine little Catherine Newton stuck in Vince Vaughn's body. That's too much. I'm I'm 100% down for this plot because it sounds so cool. And plus Vince Vaughn's been doing a lot of darker movies these days. Like he did... Dragged Across Concrete. He did mm-hmm. Brown Cell Block 99. I think there... I feel like there was something else that I missed. And it's not coming to me. But there's no date set for that. But Blumhouse is pretty pretty good about putting stuff... Like, I think that'll get a main theatrical release. Yeah. So I Maybe. look forward... Yeah, I look forward to that. Um, there's a new adaptation of Hansel and Gretel. Ew. Uh... But the thing that intrigues me, though is it's being directed by Osgood Perkins, who did The Black Coat's Daughter. Oh. So that kind of raises my eyebrows a little bit. And you remember watching that movie, like, what, three years ago or whatever? It was okay. I mean, it was pretty good. It's A24. I wonder if A24 is putting this one out, too. There's really not much I found out about it. So, last bit of news. Halloween characters... Lindsay Wallace is coming back from the original film to Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills? Yes. Is that what the name is? Yes, that's the next one. I didn't realize that's what it was called. And then the next one after that is called Halloween Ends. Oh, right, right. So they're they're kind of making this trilogy out of the the last one that we saw last year and these next two. Because they're supposed to come out consecutive years. Right. So... It's the the role is actually going to be reprised by Kyle Richards, who's apparently a like Real Housewives of something. What I, I don't know. You you know those shows, the Real Housewives of. I don't watch those shows. Neither do I, but I just I saw briefly that she was one of them. But oh, I'm I'm cool because you know from the original she plays like one of the children that get babysat. Well, she's going to be an adult now, mm-hmm. and Kyle Richards is playing the character again. And then they also talked that Tommy Doyle character is coming back. But that's going to be played by Anthony Michael Hall. So I I like that they're bringing back a lot of these characters 40 years later. So that will be out next year, October 16th, 2020. Do you see also that petition to get Halloween on Halloween? No. (laughs) I saw it somewhere, and it was just people were saying how the new Halloween should be released on Halloween. I mean, why not? I wouldn't. You, I think that would be like a little bit too late, though, because it's just just a marketing. Like, if you put it in that second or third week, then it can make all that money up until Halloween. Because after that, it's pretty much going to drop off, and then you're going to have all these Oscar movies come out and just 
pummel you for the rest of the year. So, but also speaking of uh, Oscar movies and whatnot, I wanted to get your take, even though it's not really horror, on the Netflix and Oscars situation. You know, because Netflix is releasing some of these movies, like eight movies in theaters for like two, three weeks in order to qualify for the Oscars. Right. So what's your what's your take? Well, on you that? just told me like I didn't realize that movies that won Oscars were only movies that had theatrical releases. Like I never even realized that. Like I never thought about it. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess like if they want to have a chance to win an Oscar, then we're sorry. Our donut is sick, so if you can hear her coughing in the other room, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I. What do you think about it? I'm still trying to figure out where Tony Collette's actress nomination of the year for last year for Hereditary is still, but that's a whole different other story. But my take on it, well, me and you, we prefer to see movies in the theaters. Yeah. Even when, like, yeah, but we I have. I mean, a lot of people don't, especially nowadays. But we have AMC stubs, mm-hmm. and it's it's really weird that how a lot of people still don't. And if you don't have an AMC around you, I understand that aspect, but. Um, like last year, Roma was like the big movie that was on Netflix, but also appeared in the theaters for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. But I feel like some of these movies that get released just straight to Netflix, they don't get to make that box office money. Right. And then I had also asked you, like, I didn't, if that was part of the judging of Oscar. No, bo- no, box office money has no, nothing to do with Oscar nominations. Because basically... They're, they're like for instance, the people that are on the academy yeah decide yeah so basically like the irishman gets a gets a theatrical release starting november 1st and then it's going to be on netflix november 27th so you're going to have 26 days to to see the irishman in theaters all three hours and 30 minutes of it what it's three hours and 30 minutes what long is? the irishman I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking. I was looking up the uh, release dates of the prior Halloween movies since we were talking about it being on Halloween. Like last year? No, all of them. Oh. Uh, like the the original Halloween release date was October twenty fifth. Yeah. Nineteen seventy eight. Halloween two was October thirtieth. But then you have like. Halloween, Revenge of Michael Myers was like the thirteenth. Then they went to September. Then Halloween H two O came out in August. The Rob Zombie fucking movies came out. Those don't count. Yeah. Those don't count. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, these ones are coming out earlier in October. But go on. The Irishman. Oscars. Well, well, no, like, as someone that always goes to the theaters to see movies, like, even if, because apparently AMC's not going to play these movies as well. So I think even if we go to, like, the Landmark Century Center, like, up there in Wrigleyville... I think I'll still pay the $12 to see it in the theaters because I'm more of a theater person. I don't want to be sitting at home having to like be on my phone and be distracted by anything, at least when I'm in a theater. Why would you be on your phone if you're watching a movie? Because you're at home and like no one's going to sit there and tell you, hey, get the fuck off your phone, you know, like how I do to a lot of people. Well, why wouldn't you just not be on it, obviously? Because you're at home and there's like distractions like... You could have, like, like Donut could be, like, running around and screaming, but, I mean... That's, Why would she do that? I, she does not know. do that. No, she was over here sitting, doing what, cross-stitching or something? She was sewing. 
she was sewing. We have a yeah, have a we pretty much have a ten year old that sews and watches Golden Girls. She is literally an my mother, <laughs> <laughs> except my mom doesn't even sew. <laughs> but like the whole Netflix thing, like yeah, Netflix is gonna do its thing. It's gonna sit there and make billions of dollars no matter what, and not pay taxes on it. But I. I really like having theatrical releases for everything, even if it's just for a week. So, I don't know. You want to talk about the trailers that we posted this week? Yeah, let's 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 talk about some of these trailers that we posted. Do you want to you want to kick that off? Well, for us? first of all, last episode we talked about the Golden Glove and that we hadn't posted the trailer, but we did post that for you guys. Then after we posted that episode yeah, we, so if you wanted to see that yeah we talked about it on the ready or not episode and then we the first trailer and poster that we posted was girl on the third floor which was the cm punk, punk cm punk <laughs> that trailer is actually super sick looking basically he's like um about to be a father for the first time and he is renovating this like old mansion that apparently has like a bad history of things and he's just trying to get it moving ready for his wife and then it's like haunted and like brings out the worst in people i guess yeah it this this premiered at south by southwest and then it's been on in the festival circuit since then i'm really surprised that it didn't place an apocalypse because you know cm punk being from chicago right hey, hey let's have his movie but it's- so that's done by the indie producer travis stevens who's produced a bunch of movies now this is his first director oh, is his directorial day? debut yeah dude is there a release date for that um that is going to be october 25th in theaters and vod oh, that that'll that'll be a theater dark sky films is releasing it that's going to be a theatrical release that we'll probably have to go see it really looks good I heard some good things about it. Plus, like, CM Punk also has that, um, he's in the Rabid remake from mm-hmm. the Sasuke Sisters that's coming out soon. Um, and then we also posted a trailer and poster for One Cut of the Dead, which we watched a while ago. I think we watched it after it was that, like, it got leaked on the Amazon. Oh. And I think someone ripped it, but somehow we watched it. <laughs> So that's the Japanese horror movie that's that made like over a thousand times its initial budget and it's at one hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. Yeah. That it's so they're filming in the movie they're filming a like low budget zombie movie and then like an actual zombie apocalypse breaks out and the director's like so stoked because like the actors weren't acting very well or to his like level of acting and so then the real zombies come in and he like insists to on keeping shooting and then they yeah. Is there a release date for that? I know. I know. Um, it's Shutter. gonna hit Shutter this fall, but they're bringing it to select theaters. Shutter's bringing it to select theaters, and we posted the link, um, with the trailer to see if it's playing anywhere near you because they're it's like for a what like a couple nights. In I each think it of might be places. just one night. Yeah. I thought I read. It's in September, so you would want to look now. Uh, for what, that. What's that website? Was it one? OneCut-movie.com. There you go. I would suggest seeing it because I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. It was good as well. It was it was very good. It was probably like top ten horror films of the year so far. Yeah. We all just really like any... Like Asian horror is always better. Like when people say that the... the, the I can't talk right now. That the zombie genre is dead. 
something like this comes out or something like Little Monsters comes out. And Train to Busan. Train to Busan, which I think you even cried to. Yo, that movie makes me sad. <laughs> uh, me? Everybody cries, okay? That movie is so sad. Uh, is that still on Netflix? I hope so. I don't know. I think it is. If it's not on Netflix anymore, I believe I saw it's going to be on Shudder next month. Well, it's actually, so this month because it's September 1st now. Yeah, it is. Okay. Sick. Uh, do we? Did you have any other trailers? No. No? Terminator Dark Fate trailer. Sick. I was never a huge Terminator fan, so like I'm You not told that me excited. you never even saw the Terminator movies. Yeah, I don't think I ever have watched a full Terminator movie. Oh, well, you know what we're going to have to do? Go see it? Watch the first two. Oh. Because apparently they're basically wiping out those two other Terminator movies that happened, like, what, ten, eight, ten years I ago? I honestly don't know. Like, Terminator Salvation is wiped out, and the one before that or after that. But Did those have um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in them? Nope. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Right, uh, so it's like, yeah. I honestly don't remember because... So it's supposed to be a sequel from, like, the original ones. No, it's, it's supposed to go, you know, there was the original Terminator, and then Terminator Judgment Day, and this is supposed to be... After that, 20 years later. 20 years or whatever, year, years later from uh, from Judgment Day, so I look forward to that. Um, the Joker trailer. I think it looks sick. At fr- at that first trailer that I saw, like, I was very skeptical about it, and then... I thought the first trailer was good, but not as good as the second one. But this, this final trailer that they released makes it look like a masterpiece, because Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor. So, I look forward to it. That's what I... That, that's gonna be out October 4th. I think we should see it in Dolby. Okay. I don't care. Because <laughs> we'll have that to see, and we'll have Lucy in the Sky to see. The Natalie Portman space movie. Uh, the last trailer I wanted to talk about briefly was the memory, the origins of aliens. And it's directed by Ale- Alexandre Philippi, who also did the Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho uh, documentary 7852, which I didn't get a chance to see, but the... The Origins of Alien story, uh, documentary is supposed to talk about uh, the famous chest-bursting scene uh, and the roots of the Greek and Egyptian mythology. And there's like new footage from it. This premiered at Sundance in a part of the midnight section. And I just think it's very cool. And, like I just want to know like more about it because Alien is probably like one of my top ten like horror sci-fi movies of all time. And that'll be out on October 4th. And another thing about it, very briefly, was... Did you know Aliens was based off a 29-page script in 1971? And it was supposed to be called Memory. Hmm. Did you ever see any of the Aliens, or...? I think I've seen the original, but I'm not that into sci-fi, so I haven't really... Uh, well, I, I really like Alien and Aliens. And then Covenant was okay. But, like... We didn't see Prometheus together, or mm-hmm. we were not together yet. Oh, did you, you saw Prometheus, I thought, you told me. No? Oh. All right. Well, that does it for trailers, so uh, you ready to get into this these feature presentations? Yeah. All right, well, we're going to first talk about Parasite very briefly, because it's not really, really out there, but we got a chance to watch it earlier today, so... This is from director Bong Joon-ho, who did Snowpiercer and Okja, and he keeps, like, kind of the same theme with the classism and consumerism, capitalism, um, in this film. 
And uh, it won the Palme d'Or at Cannes. Yes, it did. Which is the first Korean film to ever do it, actually. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but so this is like a thriller, drama, dark comedy. The first that, hour is dark comedy. <laughs> all of that wrapped into one. Um, but it's it's just basically about like the divide between classes and... Um, we have two families in it, the Park family and the Kim family, and the Kim family are lower class, and the Park Park family are upper class, and um, the Kim family finds a way to, like, infiltrate the Park family by working for them, and... Yeah, because the, the daughter from the uh, Park family needs an English tutor, and I believe their son did as well, correct? Yeah, the younger son. So they basically, uh, a friend of the family introduced them to um, the Park family to like tutor and whatnot. So basically like the Kim family is basically just a family of con artists, if you think about it. Right. I mean, but like at first though, you think like, you know, we're going to be introduced to this rich family and they're going to be like kind of the bad guys. That's like how it seems like it's going to start out. But then they end up being super nice and only like slowly over time does it reveal like how they really feel about like they were also lower very they were also very naive to the the they're upper gullible. the upper class. But like this was this movie was a lot of fun and like that first hour was a dark comedy and then that second hour is just like pure thriller and then the last like half hour was just like batshit crazy right so uh since we didn't want to dive too far into this like what kind of a what out of a five rate five score five rating or whatever uh what do you want to give it i would give it a five yeah four and a half i I would give it definitely four and a half five because it, it was just so good and i i i think we should really see it on the big screen yeah. So, uh, look for Parasite. That's going to be out, what, October 11th? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I believe it's October 11th. Neon's putting it out. And Neon's been doing a really good job at uh, their horror, thriller-type type movies. Because they have The Lodge coming out in November as well. And Little Monsters, I think, is supposed to be out in November, too. I mean... We've, th- we've announced it in other... The episodes, neon, I think. the neon catalog is is very good because I really do. Want I to love s- neon. I I really do want to see that portrait of a lady on fire. Which is more of a lesbian drama or something like that. It just sounded interesting, uh, from the reviews out of cans. So, uh, now for the main feature presentation. Uh, don't let go. So this had a different name when we were at Sundance and overslept. <laughs> overslept well we had a midnight movie and then it was like a, an early movie and we just could not i think we had five movies that day and that's, yeah that's i think we were just like if we oversleep it, it's whatever i guess right so i didn't realize that this movie was even rated r until you told me when we went in like i didn't realize it was going to be like so dark and bloody at the beginning yeah but which made it better i think but so this is uh directed by directed by jacob estes and it stars David Oyelowo. Is that right? We we tried Googling. It's a Nigerian last name, and so like that's like how white people say it, but it's not really how it's pronounced. We looked it up on YouTube because I think he was on like Jimmy Fallon or something like that, and he asked like how to pronounce his name, and he said it in like this like he was like for Europeans and UK and and, and Americans. Americans 
That's good for how you say but, but it. His, but he was like, if my father heard this, he would be like, this is a disgrace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so he plays a detective named Jack Radcliffe. And so I'm sure you've seen the previews, but he gets a call from his niece who had recently been murdered. And then they have to like work together across time to figure out who murdered them and what happened and whatnot. Um, and so like, it's smart and the casting is done. Like, I think the acting was really well done, but it was a little you know, put together not that well. And they said it had um, been significantly recut after Sundance, but it just still didn't come through that well, I guess. Hmm. I didn't, Pretty much I knew it was called Relive, and then after that we missed it, and I was just like, oh, okay. I know Blumhouse put it out. I think it was only showing in like 900 theaters this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I, I still really, like, I enjoyed it the whole time. I mean, it's not something, like, new. The concept isn't really, like, new, but... I've seen this movie before, and it was called Frequency. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you want to, like, dive into it a little bit more than Parasite? Okay. Like, you want to just straight up talk about what happens in it? Yeah, I mean... That, that, that's what we're we're here for. So <laughs> his family it's it's his brother, his sister in law, and his niece, and he's super close to his niece because his um, brother's kind of a fuck up. Like he used to sell drugs and stuff, but he had changed his life and was much better now. And so then when they're all murdered and they find drugs in the house, he's like, you know, and and at first it's labeled a murder suicide, and they think like his brother killed himself. Yeah, and then like. He's just trying to, like, process what happened, and he's all upset, and then he gets a call from his niece, and he doesn't even answer it at first, and he's really confused, like, how her phone is even calling him to begin with, because that was at the crime scene, the phone, and then he goes back and gets the phone, and it's dead, and then he gets a call from her again, and he's like, what the hell is going on? Do you know the most heartbreaking part about all those murders? The dog. Yeah, the dog. They had a dog, and of course the dog also gets shot. Why do you shoot the dog? Like, what's it do to you? It's just going to bark at you. Well, that gives him away. That's, that's, I don't don't like this. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously he thinks he's going crazy at first. He's like, how can this be possible? Like, am I going insane? And then he realizes he's not, and he's trying to figure out, you know... But, what day it is. And so so she's calling from the past, but it's only like a few weeks in the past. Yeah, it's like two weeks, I think they said. Yeah, two or three. But then, like, you know, he thought he was going crazy, and then he was being interviewed by the prosecutor. And he was like, well, maybe you did it. And he's like, yeah, I totally did it. I shot my brother. And, you know, just like thinking how dumb this prosecutor is for, like, asking these questions. Oh, yeah, he was, like, trying to say, oh, maybe something was going on with you and your sister-in-law since you were always taking care of your niece type yeah. shit. Yo, I don't know how... I would have thought... I'm surprised he's he just, like, so I'm calm. surprised he didn't I lose his flipped, shit. Yeah. He's just, like, very sarcastically back, like, yeah, maybe I did do it. And But that I think that was the one, like, one of the confusing parts for me was, like, pretty much nothing happened after that. Like, they didn't even, like, take him away or anything like that. He was like, yeah, I, maybe I did do it, and... Then it just cut to another scene. I really liked uh, Ashley. She was played by Storm Reed. I think she was really good. Yeah, the the child, yeah. the 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 niece. She's like a teenager. Yeah. But so anyway, basically he's he's trying to figure out where she is in time, 
Because she's calling from the past in right. order to And so he's like, okay, prevent. she's not dead yet in her present time. Yeah. And he, like, has her draw an X on her, her dad's shed. He goes there and has her draw an X. And that's when he's like, okay, this is, like, a real thing. Because it, like, appears then in his time. Because you, you can kind of label this as, like, a supernatural, It's I like guess? a mystery. Yeah. I wouldn't... I, I don't know. I mean, obviously something was going on. Like a he... touch of supernatural, though, flavor to it. Because, like, the whole, you know, painting the X. And then he turns around. They're, like... She's not a ghost. It, it, no, but it, like the 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 shed starts shaking. Yeah, there is something weird. Like that's the one thing I'm 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 kind of confused about. Like I don't obviously there's something going on with him where he was able to like get these calls from her in the past when he was in the future, and they were different. They were different past too. Remember, because like he gets shot, and then he comes to, and then in this future originally they had she had they were all murdered on a wednesday and then in this time period they ended up being murdered on a tuesday slightly differently yeah and so he's like okay what the fuck is going on it was like he kind of like changed the past in a way yeah so he's like trying to get her to figure out like you know her, her dad gets picked up by a white car and he's like you know can you get the license plate numbers and then the one day she follows her dad and sees him getting beat up and then she's pursued by who she thinks is like the bad guy at the time. And then, like, you know, she starts running away from him. And then she, like, loses her backpack in, like, this little, like, creek-type type river or whatever. The river, yeah. yeah. It was just the river. Well, it didn't look very deep. Right. But, like, they, they ended up picking up the bag. And inside that bag was all, like, the license plate numbers that she was writing down. In order to tell the future Jack... But they got washed away in the river. Yeah. Washed out of the napkin, I guess you could say. Because basically, like, throughout this entire sequence, um, his bosses are like, you know, maybe you're just, you just need time off. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's such a hard situation because, like, your brother was killed, your your sister-in-law was killed, and your niece was killed and whatnot. So, like, a lot of it had to deal with, like, mental stress for him. And they were just like, yeah, just, just take the time off. If you got vacation time, just take it off. Just go get your mind off of it but he's just persistent about trying to find it well because he knows he only has a limited amount of time yeah before the past um before they killed ashley in the past right so i I don't know i guess that's like kind of a we sound kind of clutch to talk about but that's like kind of how the movie was like it wasn't well it was it was it was was kind of like a mess a little bit but like it wasn't you can still understand. It just under- formulated well. Like, it, you don't realize it really, like, when you're watching it, but... But it, it, there's a lot of, like, back-and-forth sequences that, like, kind of didn't mesh well as well. And I think just whatever was going on, like, when when he would, like, vibrate and then, like, come to in a different place. Like, I totally don't understand what that was. No, no. It, and it doesn't ever, like, really explain. Because the reason why I, I kind of picked up on, like, maybe this, like, slight thing of supernatural, like, the, with the shed thing. And then he's in the restaurant, too, that they would always go to. And he'd be like, yeah, get the bubble gum out of the jar and, like, chew it and then put it under the table. And then he'd look, and there it is. And then there'd be, like, another one, and she wrote, like, a question mark on it and crayon. So, I well, mean... Well, I got... I got that. I just don't get, like, why then, like, he would, he, like, the part he suddenly came to and he was in the car with his partner. Like, what? I don't understand. Yeah, there there was a few things that didn't make much sense. 
yeah. uh, would you think that like the other version like you know before they went back and re-edited it like if maybe? i'm curious to see what what it was before yeah but they they but apparently i mean they they tried to make it better and it was it was i mean it was enjoyable and it was exciting and stuff i mean again not like a new concept really and uh obviously then at the end it played out like good cop bad cop like his partner was the bad guy he was involved in like this whole there was like this whole all group cops are. of ba- <laughs> yeah we don't need to get into that though because i would talk all day about that yeah but like they're, they're, they're just sitting there like there's so many clues like the one thing was that they kind of gave away too early in the movie of who it was of who the bad guy was. I didn't know that was the bad guy. Oh, you didn't pick that up? Not at the beginning. Not No, no, not the beginning, like towards the middle. Like which part? The yellow hat in the back seat. That was, that was in the other guy's back seat, the white guy's back seat. No, no. Yes, it was. Was it? Yeah, his son's baseball team. It, they, but that's the thing. They tried to frame it out like he was the bad guy. So that's who you think is the bad guy all the way up until the real bad guy shoots him. And he's like, see... That's how you know that he was clean the whole time. Like, I'm the one that was involved in this whole thing. He literally puts the yellow hat on. And then he gets shot. This was Blumhouse hit or miss, though. Like, I mean, I don't really think it was a miss. Like, I mean, I would still go see it. Like, it wasn't bad. It was bad. It wasn't unenjoyed. It wasn't not. I enjoyed it. Well, it was, like, this was kind of, like, a slow week for movies, theatrical-wise, like, new releases, because it was, like, this, or you could go see Killer Man, or, um, I'm trying to think what else came out this week, and we were supposed to go see Dora the Explorer. <laughs> I, it has the girl, the main girl, I really like that actress. Well, we often... It's getting good reviews. Well, we, we went and I saw... I never even watched Dora as a kid, but... <laughs> we, well, we, we went and saw Don't Let Go, and... Out of a out of a rating. So I mean, scale. but then also it ended, right? He ends up saving his niece. He doesn't end up saving his brother. But then and then it just ends, and you're just like, okay, I have no no idea like how or why that happened, but okay. Yeah, it was kind of an abrupt ending, I feel. But uh, you want to give this rate rating out of five? What do you give it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what what score? I'm always very generous. What's, like I feel. What bad. score is? <laughs> I guess a two and a half. I'd give it a, a solid two, and a half. Like, <laughs> like. There's a difference Maybe between a three. there's a difference between a two and a half and a solid two and a half. Like a solid two and a half is like yeah I watched so, that. I, mean, I didn't hate it and I didn't really like it. It has great performances. Just like the plot is lackluster. The storyline is kind of lackluster. And then it kind of isn't put together It just gets so a little great. messy here and there. Okay, quite messy. Cult. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So don't, we'll let have... go. don't let go. Blumhouse. Never let go, Jack. If, <laughs> if you've got nothing to do on this Labor Day weekend and you need something to watch, I, I would go see it, especially if you got the good old AMC stubs. Wish we would have had time to go see the Midsummer director's cut. Yeah. To see if anybody else gets put inside a bear. Put inside a bear. Yeah. <laughs> or you could go see Killer Man. Killer Man was pretty good. Killer Man was awesome. Well, it was kind of messy too. Yeah. 
Greedy movie, but like not quite what all it was trying to be. I don't understand why he was called Killer Man. That was kind of kind of a dumb name. It just like ended up being his last name. Like you thought it was gonna be. Wait, really? Else. That was his last name? Yeah. That his name was Mo Diamond. It was like my name is Blah Blah Killerman. But also, Liam Hemsworth's not married to uh, Miley Cyrus anymore. Yeah, because she's dating a girl now because men suck. Oh, uh, who's she dating now? Um, I don't remember who she who she is. She's like a, maybe she's a model or something. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we need that TMZ news for that. But yeah, uh, next week we'll have a huge episode next week because we will be in Toronto at our favorite film fest. Yeah, we'll have a lot. We'll 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 bring the gear with. We'll hopefully talk about it maybe on the road. Maybe. Because uh, we got what like fucking fifteen movies. There's some of the, some of them aren't like genre films. genre based, but like, do you feel like we should just talk about these movies like uh, like the others? couple movies that aren't genre movies because like just because toronto's always got those like maybe maybe hidden. we'll do a poll and people can vote because we got bad education with hugh jackman if y'all want us to talk about the other movies that we see like the dramas and whatnot then write us a note and let us know write us a note. send us a message check yes or no because yeah. <laughs> we got we're gonna talk we're gonna we got a uh, sea fever we got Color Out of Space. We got Guns Akimbo. Vince Vaughn really is a Notre Dame fan. He's a huge <laughs> diehard Notre Dame fan. I know. Oh, that's right. He was a Cubs fan. That's why I always would see him talk about the Cubs. And Thanks, Vince Vaughn. I am not a Cubs fan. Lost a little respect for you. But uh, next week we will have the Toronto Film Fest wrap-up. Maybe we'll find a day to see It Chapter 2. If not, we'll just do it the next week, and then we'll spoil the shit out of it. Sound what good? are we spoiling? It Chapter 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we get a big enough gap, if we don't get something, then maybe we can go to that theater that's, like, in the middle of town. Oh, in Toronto? You yeah, mean? to go see yeah, It yeah. Chapter 2 or something like that. But, uh, yeah. You can find us on uh, social media on Instagram at Final Cut Film Reviews. And you can find us on Twitter. Give us a follow at Final Cut Right. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Stitcher. Radio now. We're, we're, we're moving up in the world. We're on Stitcher Radio now. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to Google Play. Or was that too much work? So, you have to be an Android user to get Google Play. Who the fuck has an Android? I don't know. My work At phone. least, if there is another way to get it, I don't know. I tried to figure it out, and if there is, let us know, but I don't think there is. My work phone is an Android, and that thing fucking sucks. Well, there you go. You can put us on there, then. Uh, that, screen, <laughs> that, sc- that screen is cracked all to hell. But yeah, we'll be back next week with the Toronto Film Fest updates. See you at the movies. We'll see you next week. Don't spill your beans. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. All you do is eat beans, though. <laughs>